Welcome to Mystical Musings Podcast with your host, psychic medium, Trina Zaragoza. We're going to go discover this beautiful full hunter's moon on October 20th, 21. We will go over some little sprinkles of astrology, ways fear and ego can be blocking you from you truly stepping into your heart's desire and how that's being expressed into your life. We're going to look at ways to ID this ego and fear and release it. We will end with a beautiful ritual releasing of our ego and connecting to our heart's desire. This next full moon will be on Wednesday morning, October 20th, 2021 at 8.57 a.m. Mountain Time. This moon will appear full for about three whole days around this time, from Monday night through Thursday morning, and possibly early into Thursday evening. There's some witchcraft and lore when you can see the moon in the morning. It talks about having the energy at both times. So pay attention and enjoy this moon. I know that when we talk about the astrology of this moon, it may bring up some little angst with some of you guys, but I promise this this is going to be a beautiful moon. This full moon is also referred as the hunting moon. And from the Falmer's Almanac, it's called the full hunter's moon because it signaled the time to go hunting in preparation for the cold winter ahead. Animals are beginning to fatten up for winter and the farmers are recently cleared out all the fields under the harvest moon this last moon in September and they can really now see these deer and other animals come out to root through the remaining scraps and what also is coming out is the foxes and wolves to hunt these other animals. It also can be called the saguin or blood moon and it's associated with blood from the hunting or color of the changing leaves. Really pretty moon names I think and it's a time when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest. This is one of my favorite months and this is why you'll hear witches and spirits spiritual people really talk about October being one of their favorites month is because October is famous for spirit connection and communication. Native Americans named this bright moon for obvious reasons. The leaves are falling from the trees, the deer are being fattened, the bear is getting ready for hibernation, and the hunter begins its hunt to store up meat for the long winter ahead. With the impending arrival of winter's looming kiss around the corner, the hunter's moon is celebrated with special honor, and it's been celebrated through European and native tribes. That's just tradition. This is one of their favorite months to work with. You have this beautiful feeling of the shifting energy around you. The air is starting to get very crisp and cool. The smell of the first fire in the fireplace as the nights are getting longer. Full moon is a potent time for winding down and releasing the extra burdens you carry and start conserving your energy for the winter months. We're starting to walk our towards the, the energy of darker nights into winter's chilies embrace. It's a time to go deep within our spiritual selves. This is the time we're we're prepping for that inner reflection of winter because winter we really go deep in and kind of shift and move things for when spring comes forth for us to manifest all the things that we worked on through winter. As I mentioned above, it's a time that the veil between the planes is the thinnest. It's a perfect time to honor those loved ones on the other side by leaving them an offering. And you need to keep an open heart and mind that you can do this. It doesn't have to be that you have to communicate with them. But if you want to honor that loved one, you know, leave part of their favorite food out or ask for them for a sign. And if you're more daring and more curious, explore with the spirit box. Communicate. Have them come out 
out and do this is my favorite time this month to communicate with my spirit guides to get clarification just to have communication with them um, working with the spirit guides but you always remember when you work with any kind of tool or device that you set sacred space and that only your higher guides helping spirits are allowed to communicate nothing else is allowed to come in and even ask you know post Archangel Michael as posts around that space so nothing else can come and be filtered in the veil is completely thin October 31st November 2nd on Dia de la Mortes or the day of the dead and that's why Halloween and those few days between the day of the dead is so strong energetically it is so strong with spirits coming in to be able to communicate and I'm going to tell you I remember last year we had the full moon around the Halloween and the energy and that and the veil being lifted Ooh, it was like spookville around this house like I tell you I actually had a sage last year and I never usually have to do that let's step into some some small pieces of astrology of this time it's kind of pretty interesting of what's going on the universe is kind of playing trick-or-treats with us this month we're in the last retrograde of the year I can hear some of you clapping Woo! yes finally <laughs> it is this retrograde has brought some wonky energy into our lives and Libra was on full blast in the first part of this month. And the last part, we're kind of moving into the Aries energy, which we can feel very aggressive and assertive. And some of us aren't comfortable with that energy. So it's going to be one of those ones of really learning how to balance. This last month, we were called to work on our interpersonal connections, harmony in our partnerships, finding balances with the seasonal changes while working on communication skills. Communication skills seem to be an overlying foundational piece that was talking for the last few months, really. And it was really helping us move in to be able to handle this energy that is coming in for the end of this month. This full moon energy will shift us from Libras into Aries, like I was saying. It will feel aggressive at times and it's important not to get pulled into the drama hear that again it's important not to get pulled into the drama of others or things that are going on to your life and the other piece that's really important is that you're going to have to let go of controlling this and letting go of control altogether really that's a hard one to kind of sit with like let go of control that means I don't have I don't feel like I'm in my space or I can maneuver the energy no that's not what we're talking about it's really the energy is going to build, be building up tension so think of a rubber band being pulled back and it's really that taut energy right remember when that energy feels like tension filled you got to look at the other end of it that means propelling when that energy let goes and is released it's propelling that energy forward to expand something into your life it's going to propel you into deep action and if you're feeling stretched with the limits of this energy really be intentional with setting your boundaries speaking your truth and move into action to change the things you don't like in your life the things that you have control of and pick one don't overwhelm yourself with a whole bunch I would sit there and be creative and sit down and what are the things that are causing me angst or making me upset in my life write them down and then pick one that is the main focus and start moving in the actions of what you need to do to change that don't just sit and just wonder we always think the pizza boy is not going to come and give you life-changing advice. The only person that's going to move you into action is ourselves, is you yourself. You can sit there and be mad about things that are happening in your relationships, but we have to take accountability. How are we communicating our needs? How are we expressing what we need and what we want? 
When we assume, trust me, there's a reason it says when you assume, you make an, an ass out of yourself. And so we can't assume that the other person is receiving or understanding what our needs or our wants are. So we got to communicate that. And the other piece is if you if you can't stand your job, now's a beautiful time for opportunity. There's so many choices out there right now to completely change from what you even wanted to do, what you were doing to something completely new. There's this, all this availability. And trust me, just because you don't have experience in it, they want different people with different perspectives. They want people with different learning curves. This is the part that you step in and say, hey, I got this. I'm going to try something new. And then guess what? If it doesn't work out, there's other things out there. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You're at your ship's end or another possibility for something new. You're always laying down a new foundation for something new when you try and experience a different piece. That's the piece. When you try and experience a different piece, you're expanding your experience, you're expanding your spirit, you're expanding your emotional and mental growth. How amazing is that? And it, at times it can be really difficult to really pinpoint which action to take. It's really important to know if we're taking this from a place of ego to gain control in our life. And this are some of the ways that we it can look like if we're working from ego versus the heart-centered heart work that we're being called forth to look at this month. If you feel elevated from gossiping about another person's flaws, like you go, oh my God, guess what about this? And they're really struggling in their life or something and you find... A little bit of joy or satisfaction with that well that's from ego guys you find yourself in a heated discussion and you just can't back down because you got to win this argument your point has to be heard no matter what I have a client that just loves to argue and you can't even get a word in edgewise they're stepping on your words but this is how I feel and you got to listen no matter what and it doesn't matter how that other person feels or how they make that other person. They just have to be heard no matter what. And their view is right. And it's not that you're not listening. But when someone's coming at you like that, it really just turns you right off. It, it's hard for you to receive that. It's hard for you to sit there and be open and say, okay, tell me more. What helps me when someone is reacting in that space, as I sit there and go, man, they must have had their voice taken at some time. There must have been a time they really didn't have a voice. And so that's a trauma response. Somewhere in there, they're just reacting from that place of deep wounding. And when you go from that place of when you're communicating with someone like that, it, it I don't want to say it makes it easier, but I, I guess it does. It makes it a little bit easier to kind of move through those waves of energy that they're kind of spewing out and then you being able to redirect it in a different way. You constantly compare yourself to others who you feel are better than you. God, they, she looks better. She has better clothes. She's smarter. Her life is better. She has a great, you know, connective relationships. They're wealthier. Well, the thing is, is that sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. We don't see everyone's true pictures in their life. We don't see their true stories. Social media is really about fakeness to me. <laughs> it's about projecting, oh, look at what I have. But they don't project the grief, project the sadness of stuff that's going on in their life and the loss. And if you really sit and talk to some people and did this with my hospice work, I would sit with some really rich people that were millionaires and really their whole goal was to achieve items versus relationships and when they were dying that was their one regret I wish I could go back and do things differently I wouldn't pursue the things that I pursued 
I would just enjoy and be now and I wouldn't give my life to a job that didn't value my energy or who I was. That was a lot of the things that I said. So just because it looks pretty on the outside, we don't always know what's going on in the inside for that person. And so ways to kind of shift that is start finding gratitude for what you like about your life. What is something that you feel is really pretty about yourself? Where do you feel that you carry that intelligence or or smart or wisdom that others may not carry? Where's happiness sprinkled into your life? Where do you have wealth? And you know, like I always tell my mom, she's very lucky. She's not wealthy in the monetary money sense of wealth, but she's wealthy in friends and connections. She has so many friends and connections that is pretty phenomenal. So that's where she's wealthy in her life there. You judge and compare yourself to people who you feel are not as good as you. You judge them. You think, oh, they need to do this or that or they're less than you. You think in their less intelligence or lower status. And we can see this more like people as I see it with the interactions with others, with thinking that some of the people are less than them because they don't have the same money or they don't have the same status. I've really seen this in the medical field, especially with doctors who dismiss like nurses or CNAs because they don't have the quote, quote, medical degree as them. So that's how that kind of looks like. My thing is if you're feeling like you're judging someone, I'd really ask you to sit down and take a hard core look why what piece of them kind of triggers you or reminds you of something in yourself that you don't like that's usually what it comes down to and to say that you don't judge we all judge we all have some point of judgment that we project out but it's being able to identify ooh i'm being judgy there and i'll even ask if i'm if i'm conflicted is this really from a place of judgment is this place from ego i'll ask my friends i'll I'll put myself out there and say, hey, this is the situation. Am I being from, am I being judgy McJudgy? Or do I really have a valid point where I'm feeling upset or don't like this person for a certain reason? Some of the times it's judgy and sometimes it's just what I felt it was. that The energy was off that I just don't like about that person. You feel jealous or envious when other people do well. And to say that we never feel jealous or envious, that's, it's just part of human nature. There's parts of us that do that. And there was one time one of my girlfriends got this land that she's been dreaming about forever. And it's one of my dreams. And a part of me, instead of wanting to celebrate, I was a little bit envious and jealous. And I sat down with it like, why is that? And the pieces is when I came out of that is what it took for her to get that I would never wish on anybody at all and would I be willing to to do the same thing just to have that quote quote land to do the ceremony and work that I that I've always dreamed about doing and absolutely not absolutely not the cost that she had to pay to get that was way too high and when you look at it in a different way it helps you shift it and then I was able to go to a heart place and be really truly happy for my friend that she was able to have this piece of land and be able to do and express the dreams that she wanted to do. But I had to take accountability for why I felt the way that I did. I couldn't just sit 
there and pretend that I didn't feel the way I did. And I, I felt it right away. And it was crazy. And I had to sit down and I literally, you know, sat with a notebook and paper and why am I feeling like this? And really processes those emotions. Would I have ever shared that with her? No, because they said the process that it took her to get there was very traumatic. The things that happened to lay those pieces in part. And I would never bring my own limiting things onto somebody else. This was my issue. This was something for me to work through. So a little sharing about my stuff. Like I'm human too, guys. I'm in a human in a human experience. <laughs> Next one. Things are focused on you versus your friend or family. This is a person who just talks about themselves for 10 minutes nonstop and never asks you about how you're doing. This is the one that you can text and like, hi, how are you? And it's all about them, but they never even ask you like, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Tell me, how can I support you? It's all about them, their trauma, their their drama really is what it is. And you never can get an edge in edgewise and you just feel like, huh, this is not the energy that I want to be in. You'd rather win than celebrate that you just did your best. These are the hyper-competitive people. These are the ones that were kind of ruined a game because they didn't win. They're the ones that always has to dominate and be winning, winning, winning versus just enjoying and being there and playing the game. You often sulk when you don't win. So those are the kind of the same people. They kind of can just ruin the whole day just because the Broncos didn't win or just because they didn't get first place in their video game. They're the ones that are just full of steam and energy and they just, instead of just being proud for the attempt that they did, you know, hey, that was fun. That was a great experience. I learned I shouldn't do this and should do this next time but they can ruin the atmosphere all of those around you you set yourself impossible goals and then beat yourself up when you don't reach them this is everyone this is a lot of people I feel that you set yourself in, in goals and sometimes when we set goals we have to set them smaller and make it like a ladder to start building up it's not saying don't have that big goal absolutely but it's about learning how to take on the smaller pieces of that goal to reach to that top when we think we have to be immediately to that top of that goal, then we can set ourselves up for failure. And then we just be, oh, I'm nothing. I'm a failure. Nothing good happens to me. Everything's bad and woes is me. And it's learning how to do those small pieces of those goals. Really break down your goals into many micro pieces and say, okay, th today this is the piece of my goal I'm working on. I'm going to make three calls and contacts of connections to do that. I'm going to build an outline for this project that I'm working on. If you're writing a book. I'm going to sit down and at least do one chapter of this book and just write nonstop, turn off my phone, turn off all these pieces and just work on this book. If it's learning how to exercise, today I'm just going to get up and walk for, and instead of trying to do a whole hour, you give yourself 15 minutes. And then when you master 15 minutes and that becomes easy, then you extend it to a half an hour. And then when you got that half an hour, then you extend it to 45 minutes. That's what I'm talking about. You break down those goals and you make it into things that 
is accomplishable. It is things that are easy. Like when you go on a diet, you just don't take out everything, sugar, dairy, gluten, calorie deficit, all at the same time. You're going to fail no matter what because your body and brain is going to go, you're depriving me. You are depriving me. So you start with one. Okay, today I'm working on taking out sugar so I won't drink any more pops. I will find other creative ways to bring in that refreshing water with cucumber and strawberry in my water or going to add those meals or whatever that is. So you take it one piece at a time and then once you have that mastered and you feel like, oh, I got this in a routine, then you take out another piece and say, okay, today I'm going to work on increased protein and a little bit more vegetables in my diet. And so that's those ones ways that we can work through your goal setting so you don't set yourself up for failure. Another one is that you blame others for the things that go wrong in your life versus looking at what choices or actions did you do that could have caused that cause and effect of that energy. You know, what responsibility do you have? We have all each a part to play. We're not solitary and then the world is against us. We're a an interactive piece in everybody else's energy and everybody's space on this plane. So you really have to ask yourself of what part did I play? What is my accountability? And when you're able to look like that, you're able to shift it and move it into a different direction. And then it becomes a lesson versus a traumatic thing or something that has happened to me or someone has done to me. It's just learning, hey, I didn't notice these red flags before. I mean, it did make me feel uneasy and I didn't listen to that. So that's kind of why I'm in this situation now. But next time this shows itself, I'm going to be aware and I'm going to say, uh, absolutely no and set very clear boundaries of what my expectations are. When your ego is running the show, I ask that you reflect on these three questions. Do I ever feel superior to others and why? Do I ever feel inferior to others and why? And what do I need to do to feel equal or shift that feeling inside? What are the pieces that you have to work on? So if you're feeling that you're you're better than somebody else, what are the pieces that you need to work on to kind of shift that, to come back to that we're all, not that we're all equal, but that we're all human here in a human experience, right? No one is better than anybody else. It just, there's just not. And when we give the energy that we are either better than someone or someone is better than us, we're giving away our power when we do that. We're giving away the parts of us to say that someone's energy is has more value than us. And they don't. The only person that can acknowledge your own value is you. And you got this. So this is that pieces that I'm going to ask you to start reflecting on and journaling on. It can help keep all of this mind stuff under the energies of the Aries full moon. So don't don't let the moving into action keep you from doing what feels right because it's a very assertive energy and sometimes we do have to be firm and sometimes we do have to stand our ground and communicate what we need but we got to do it in an assertive way and not an aggressive way don't demand it if you have to demand it and you have to chase after it then that's how you know you need to let go of that energy it's not worth it Whenever you have to chase after a relationship, even if it's just communication, that takes away from you. That makes you feel less than. Why would you do that to yourself? Find someone that is excited to communicate with you, that can't wait to get that text from you, that can't wait to be in your presence and spend that time with you. If it's important to someone, they will make the time. I don't care how busy someone's life is. If you're 
an important person they will make that time even if it's just a half an hour to do something or just even talk they will make that time so just know that if you feel like your face with making some tough decisions during this time there are a few things that can help the first is to look to see where fear is the in the driver's seat to move this fear out of the driver position we needed to acknowledge first that there is some fear and to see if the fear is justified do I have a reason that I feel like this did I have an experience that it reminds my body and mind of the same situation or having to make the same decision and the other question and last and very important or is it linked to some of my insecurities of I'm not enough I'm not smart I'm not pretty I'm not I'm not good enough I'll never be enough for someone is it linked to some of those kind of energies and you have to see the amazing ways you transformed and shifted these last two years you have to remind yourself that don't let fear become in there and then keep you from going in the direction that you want to go to remind yourself of the wonderful growth that you've had Write it down. Make it a a bold point statement somewhere in your life that you can't miss it. That I've worked on this. I've, I've, you know, accomplished this goal. Or I've really worked on this inner self. And I'm really proud of the reflection that I am now. Those are the P's. Celebrate those. Celebrate the work. I mean, you did it celebrate it and most of all remember there is no right decision in making what is best for you at that time every choice and action are an opportunity to learn grow and shift into a new direction this is an opportunity to sit down and reassess your goals and your dreams what actions have you been doing to achieve these goals Do these goals and dreams still resonate with you right here and now? Or is it time to set new goals? Trust this inner reflection and see what still needs to be shed, released, and adjusted to bring in more balance into your life. There is also a softer side of the energy with the asteroid Carlico. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Carlico is known as the asteroid of spirit medicine. It carries feminine energy to remind us to connect to our spiritual side and honor our spiritual journey. We have two aspects of ourselves that can be that feel in constant conflict. Let me say this again. We have two aspects of our sides that can feel that they're in constant conflict. Our 3D world, which is our physical body, our human experience on this plane, and our spiritual energy, our spiritual body, our higher self. They always are feeling like they're constantly at battle. We have the what if moments of the human experience and the spiritual being of balance and harmony everything is right where it should be (laughs) and it's hard to marry these two because our life experience can be feeling like WTF and not all balance and harmony and this is where the Carlico energy can bring in a bridge between these two energies we can use this bridge to move past the physical limitations we believe the limitations that we believe this world carries for us versus seeing the soul parts of our journey the ways we can explore this is to meditate any kind of art form listening to high vibrational music and journal do whatever feels right at the time even though life can be full of hardship there's a a reason your soul has chosen to be on the path that it is it is not a magical fix just because you see all the puzzle pieces and how they fit together doesn't magically make everything better but what it does give us is a new perspective 
and that this experience is a learning process for our soul. Hear that again. It's a learning process for our soul. So, fun facts. The first, what is Carlico? Carlico was found on February 15, 1997 by the Space Watch team at the University of Arizona Lunar and Planetary Laboratory. Was the first asteroid found to have a ring system. It is the fifth ring system found in our solar system after Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. It is the largest number of asteroid class known as the Centaurs. It orbits between Saturn and Uranus in the outer solar system. Its name is referred as the sea nymph as a female centaur was the wife of Chiron in Greek mythology. So just some interesting facts for you. Whenever we're working with full moon energy, it's remember not to ever feel overwhelmed with it. It's to how can I enhance my life? How can I bring more balance and harmony into my life with working with this full moon energy? This month's one is a fun one. This one is connecting with your heart's desire. This ritual is designed for you to connect with your intention and with your heart and your soul self. By connecting with your heart, you can make clear decisions and truly move into action from a place of clarity and harmony. So the supplies you're going to need, any kind of aura cleansing tools, so this is herbs, sage, palo santos, incense, oils, wands, drums, rattles, anything like that that can, you know clears your auric field. Four candles, choose any color that you're guided to. This is your sacred ceremony. This is you connected to your heart space. For years, ones who are sticklers who want the exact energy of what that heart space is, think of heart chakra, the color of heart chakra, green, pink. If you're wanting more power energy, think of yellow, orange. If you're wanting more crown, third eye, any of the purples and blues, hues like the indigos, those kind of stuff, violets, white is a good one. You're going to get a bowl of um, salt water and you want the bowl not to be plastic. You want it of some natural form. So like wood, crystal, glass, those are all great bowls to work with. And you want to get a pen and paper. And this ritual is best done between October 17th and the 29th, 2021. You're going to use your cleansing tool, clear your aura, and set your sacred space. You can recite the following. I lift away all that is heavy and all that is no longer mine to carry. I call in and infuse my sacred vessel with the power of love. I am cleansed. I am whole. I am in complete alignment with my soul. I am cleansed. I am whole. And I am in complete alignment with my soul. Then cleanse your surroundings and recite. I cleanse from this space all that is heavy, dark, and no longer needed. The energy of my space is aligned, clear, and free to flow. Only light and love now flows in my home. Only peace and harmony now fill in my home. My home is a sanctuary of love and light. The energy of my space is aligned, clear, and free to flow. After cleansing, set up your ritual as follow. Light the candles and place them in a square shape on the floor or on a table. Take your bowl of salt water and place it in the center square of your candles. Have your paper and pen to the side. Get nice and comfortable and then gently begin to put your hand on your heart center and begin to massage your heart center area in a circular motion to your left in a clockwise direction. If you imagine a clock face up on your chest, you start to activate the heart chakra energy just by moving in that circle energy. Repeat the circle for about one to two minutes or a hundred times if you can. You should begin to start 
feeling a gentle hum or buzz energy that's moving from that face, that is moving from that space. But it's okay if you don't either. Next, place your hands into a prayer position. Write them against your heart center. Close your eyes and take 10 to 20 deep breaths. And as you breathe, imagine your heart centering open up. You can imagine it as a flower blood opening or as a ball or white or pink light that is gradually getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Note, if you're not the best visualizer, you can also silently repeat to yourself, I am now opening my heart chakra to release and unlock my heart desires. Once you're nice and relaxed, I want you to take more more breaths about 10 more. Gently and quietly ask your heart to show you or tell you its desire. Ask your heart what it needs from you. You may see it as written words or a vision. You may hear it being spoken to you or you just may have a feeling or knowing. Trust whatever feelings or messages arrive and try not to judge and just let it flow. Keep it simple. Now you're going to take your pen and paper and begin writing down whatever messages are unfolding so you can remember them later. Feel free to write as much or as little as you like. And once you're done journaling, using your finger, begin swirling the bowl of salt water in any direction while you repeat the following. I release and wash away the fears of yesterday. I release myself from energetic ties that are holding me back. I forgive and let go of the past and know that I no longer need to carry it with me. I wash away my fears and replace them with the wisdom of my heart's desires. My heart's desires is... And then name what you wrote down. Look at that list. Say it. Give it a voice. Give it a a truth. Now it flows through me and leads me at every turn. Nothing is impossible as long as I am following my heart's desire and light within. Now you're going to take your bowl of salt water and gently pour it over each of your hands and wash in them. And then dry your hands. And then you're going to close the ritual by snuffing out your candles and giving gratitude. Give gratitude for the energy for coming in. Giving gratitude for the message that you receive giving gratitude for just you where you're at right now and any gratitude you can think of gratitude raises the vibration to the highest place and you can keep journaling if you feel it's a safe place for you to do so and just to remind yourself you know of your heart's desire and what you're you're doing it and for you that don't like to hold on to your journaling stuff go burn it do a burning ceremony with it use those candles and burn it just make sure you do it safe that you have water there and that you can put the paper into or or you have a fire pit that you can actually do this in. Happy releasing and seeding your heart's desires. Today I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite full moon quotes. Don't tell me the sky is the limit when there are footprints on the moon. Paul Brandt. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you took some tips and tricks to work with the energy of this next full moon. And if you want to learn more about stepping into your personal power, please sign up for our monthly moon newsletters at www.alteredhaven.com. And you can also shop for the sacred tools to work with the moon energy at our web store. Upcoming shows we have coming is about Reiki, some spooky Halloween fun with a guest speaker, and so much more. Click on your favorite platform for listening so you don't miss out.